This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's 5 o'clock on the most listened to sports talk show for your ride home. What? It is time for the Falcons Report. Guns it. Caught. Touchdown Atlanta in the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. You shall not pass. The 5 o'clock Falcons Report. Oh, my heaven. The 5 o'clock Falcons Report is brought to you by Jack Daniels. Make it count. Jack Daniels. Please drink responsibly. And sponsored by MD Anderson Cancer Center on Dukes and Bell. We are Dukes and Bell. We start off every day and every hour by saying, hey, Hey, man. Happy New Year. Hope you enjoyed some ice cold Hey Man Ale. As you brought in 2023, and thanks for all the picks, guys. I took a little break from social media, but we saw all of those, retweeted a bunch of them, and liked a bunch of them as well. The best pictures from our tailgate at home went on our Instagram. And, guys, Hey Man Ale is out there for you to try if you've not tried it. And enjoy. Get the watermelon lime as well or the original OG 5% blonde. It is all good. Mike Bell, Happy New Year. I know today has been a – Kind of a weird day with the the you know safety Demar Hamlin situation right. playing out. All of our guests that have been on today, if you're just joining us, however you're accessing the show, thanks for listening to Dukes and Bell, Atlanta's number one sports show. It's number one sports station, ninety two nine. The game. We've tried to bring you as much perspective on this as we possibly could, but the reality is, as we'll talk Falcons here in a minute, this story is just dominating because there's so many things. There's just right. so much to it. Um. I know there are parents who are listening and going, this is why I don't allow my kids to play football. Guys, football is inherently dangerous. There are things and jobs that take place every day that come with a certain danger. And when you sign up to play football and you know this is something I want to do and these guys make a lot of money, do they make enough? Maybe not. Mm. Maybe after what we saw last night, they don't. But the fact is there's this, this danger that goes along with the impacts and the things we see on a weekly basis. And listen, America loves football. I, that's not going away. Football will continue, and we can only hope that DeMar Hamlin ends up being okay. But, Mike, with that said, as we've been talking about this all day, he remains in critical condition. University of Cincinnati Medical Center, um, we've gotten some different ideas about, you know, how this played out last night. And, and again, if you want to criticize Roger Goodell or the NFL that they didn't move fast enough in canceling this game, 
the bigger issue was the health and concern of DeMar Hamlin. Yeah, and I know that uh, you don't want to trivialize it by any stretch because it was so unprecedented to see the reaction, everything from the players on the field to the broadcasters on ESPN in studio and in the booth, and then watching it at home in your house. You know, it's it seems, based on everything we've seen, Carl and I watched a lot of stuff during the commercial break, a lot of medical experts have been on ESPN and other networks talking about, Carl, it's almost like the one in a million shot where you've got uh, the millis or the half a million. I can't even quantify the, 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 the amount of time where your heart is vulnerable mm. and some kind of contact in between your heartbeat, and that's what happened. Uh, it's just it's unprecedented. I mentioned to Carl to start the show, Chris Pronger, captain of the St. Louis Blues, took a slap shot, a slap shot right in the chest, and he went down, was out with his eyes open. They had to resuscitate him on the ice. That was back in 98. But that's the only thing I could even put in there, you know, in, 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 quantify it. So then what I got from last night and what I've read and I've tried to read as much as you guys have read is the NFL didn't stop the game. The players stopped the game. Mm. Okay? The NFL has tried to spin this, and Troy Vincent didn't get on until 1230 with the media in a teleconference about what happened. But everything I've read, everything I've seen, we heard from Sal uh, Carpaccio from WGR up in, Chicago, up in uh, Buffalo. Players, the coaches, McDermott goes to Taylor, says, we're not coming back out. And, that's, and that was it. And, you know, the idea of the refs at some point, the NFL said, well, we don't know where this five minutes, guys, five minutes came from. We didn't. Well, it came from somebody. It did. You know, and they were on the field. Buffalo's yeah. defense was on the field until the, their coach said, we're out of here. We're, we're taking a break, and we'll try to get our heads right, which they couldn't, and who can blame them? My biggest thing um, with this, and then we'll talk about where our Falcons are moving into the last week of the season, is that when major things happen in our country, we always hear from the president. And this is just the example I'm giving. It doesn't matter what it is, right? The pandemic happened at the time. President Trump came on and said, hey, this is where we're at. When major things happen in corporations or industry, you hear from your CEO. The Southwest CEO had to address what happened last week. You hear from them. And the thing that bothered me last night as I watched this coverage play out was, where was Roger Goodell? I'm not going to hold it against him because I know these things don't happen all the time, and, and maybe there is no playbook for it. But at the end of the day, if you can do an entire draft from your basement at home, there's no reason why a camera could not have found you last night to address this situation for the NFL and to say, here's where we are, instead of putting Troy out there as he did. And Troy did an admirable job. I'm, right. not, I'm not complaining about that. That was my concern. Where's Goodell? Why are we not hearing from the head guy, the CEO, the guy that's always in front of the cameras and the mm -hmm. microphones when it comes to these things? So outside of that, I was saying I just hope DeMar Hamlin is okay, and that's what I was worried about last night. With that said – are we okay at quarterback? Are we okay, Falcon fans, at quarterback? Brock Purdy has five straight games with multiple touchdown passes. Now, you're going to tell me that the 49ers are a lot better team than we are. I'm going to tell you we put it on the 49ers when they came to town and beat them by double digits. I am concerned that our quarterback has not thrown a touchdown yet. Did CP drop that thing in the end zone? Probably. Yeah. But. You can't tell me right now definitively that, Dukes, I am sold on Desmond Ritter. I want to be, Mike, because I think it's the best way to build our team. Mm. But why am I watching Brock Purdy have five straight games yeah. of multiple touchdowns and he's got three starts under his belt and we don't have yeah. any? I mean, he's got a better line. He's got Kittle. He's got weapons out there. He's got Ayuk. They got a lot of dudes, man. They got so he's Christian, just throwing it out there. They got Christian McCaffrey. They got more skilled players. And their players get, their, their players get separation. Drake London does not consistently separate from the from the defensive back. Don't forget, 
there's only usually two guys going out for some of these passes because they got to have somebody back to protect the pass pocket. So he's got two routes, and there's usually the, you know, the running back can pop out, and then he checks down. Now, I know check down Charlie is what some guys would call Matt Ryan, but i got to be honest. The positive, let's, just, let's do it like uh, we'll do positives and negatives on this. Positives, he hasn't thrown a pick. Okay, the negative, did you want to see him pop a little bit more? I just don't know what the level of pop would be, but I wanted to see a little by, by the game, three games in, four games in, some, some completions down the field. But I just think some of his receivers are so mediocre. Mm. I think this is a mediocre receiving core, guys, if I'm honest with you. And it was Mariota. I know Mariota threw some touchdowns. He did. But i got to be honest, this guy's making better decisions with the football at times than Mariota was. That's, that, to me, that's a positive. The positive is he's not turning it over. You're right. absolutely right. Do I want Desmond Ritter to be – I don't even want to be having this conversation. I want to be focused on guys coming off the edge and improving this old line and getting better safety play and all the things that we probably need this offseason. But as we head into the last week of the season, Mike, week 18, mm. I can't sit here and tell you guys, well, you don't have any touchdowns, so I feel good about it. I don't. I can't sit here and tell you guys, well, he's, done. he's not throwing for 300 yards. I feel good about it. I don't. But that hasn't been the way that we've played all season. So to Mike's point, I've got to, Mike, I don't want to do it, temper my expectations on what this is. Is so. Are you willing? Yeah. Oh, but are you willing yeah. to tell me with better players around him, he'll be a better quarterback? See, that's I. I haven't seen. I got to be honest with you guys. I, I'm, and I know we're, we live in a world of sports talk radio, and a guy like Skip Bayless makes a lot of money because you use the finish. He sucks. He's good. He's in. He's. Out. I can't live in that world, man. I haven't seen enough from Ritter to give you an educated guess on what he's going to be as a full time starter. I want to. But I can't. I said last, Carl, around the third quarter, I said, really want to see Ritter pop, and I'm not seeing it. And then he throws that ball down the, that right down the seam, I mean, on the sideline to Demir Bird, and Bird gets his, his arm hit, yep. no call. Yep. But that was a, I mean, that's a dime. He drops a dime on a big, that's a big throw in the air, and he puts it right in his receiver's hands. Hit the ball to Patterson right in his hands, he dropped it. So he gave you two plays, but at the end of the day, I got zero touchdowns, but I got zero picks. So like everything else in Atlanta, there's no definitive. The only guys doing anything definitively, I'll tell you right now, the only guys doing anything definitively in this town in sports are the Georgia Bulldogs. Because everybody else leaves you with a giant question mark over your head. The Hawks, right? Right? We're the flat. The Braves in October this year obviously won the Damn World Series. Me. Everybody else leaves you, you know, kind of like, eh, well, eh. Do I have enough pitching for next year in the world? I don't know. But, yeah, you're right. That's where I'm at. I just think I want more sample size, and I'm only going to get one more game of this guy. Is it enough? It's not enough for me. 404-741-0929. Des, it's not personal. I wish this would have been a seven or eight game right. sample space for us to say, okay, he's got he's got an interception here, but he came back and he fought through some adversity. Bo mentioned earlier, he made some great throws. Big time, I need it right. now kind of throws in our last game. I can't take that away from him. Hey, if Drake London doesn't fumble the ball against the Saints, maybe we go in and hit Absolutely. a field goal or we win the game. I, I can't take that away from him. But I got to tell you guys, this is not a definitive thing. Not ready to go. And it's not something that we head into March and we go, nah, I'm not going to look at these quarterbacks. Are you crazy? Are you, are you looking at this class? I can't go into March and go, nah, I'm not going to look at any other quarterbacks. I've got to look at the entire picture. But I hope Daz balls out in our last game against the Bucks, and it makes us feel a little bit better. I hope he gets a touchdown or two, Mike. I hope he throws for a lot of yards. Mm. I hope they open it up and let him play a little bit. It's the last game. Art, we're not getting in. Let him play. Because, you know, 
guys may want like I like uh, Will Levis. You know, you, you saw him play when Georgia played Kentucky. Yep. He's got the arm strength size. A little. He's not as big as Josh Allen, but he's big. A lot of guys have linked him to us for what it's worth. We are picking what eighth? But we're eighth right now. Is that where we sit? So I mean, I got to get. An by edge, the way, by edge the way, uh, and, and <laughs> I know an edge we, I know we hadn't talked about this. Was there any doubt in your mind after watching Bryce Young and what he did? He is the most dynamic quarterback in this draft. Yes, and I love the fact that he and Will Anderson realized, if not, if nothing else, if for Bama, if for their coach, if simply to improve their stock in the draft, they went out there and balled. They, they balled. They balled. I'm just telling you no. guys. And here's the deal. We said this all year. Where would Alabama be without Bryce Young hey, this season? And C.J. Stroud, as bad as he looked in Michigan, he made every play you could ask. He, I mean, he did everything. You know, C.J. Stroud, i got to be honest with you guys, I, I thought he was going to be a pushover. I thought the body language and the week leading up to it and the way they got bombarded with all these questions about how bad they were, I, I'm not sure what he was going to do. He responded. He did. I mean, and you could argue that, you know, they're not going to bring him up on the podium with Georgia, but you could, you could make the argument he could have been the MVP of the game. We got a lot of figuring out to do, Atlanta. We got a lot of figuring out to but do. But we the thing is, you and I, and part of the reason we were pushing this agenda, if he had more sample size, and let's say by now he had five or six touchdowns, and he's got now he won his first game. You can't take that away, Carl. It was a boring, terrible game, I know, but we won it. He's got a win under his belt. But we want more of that, so then I know definitively then I can commit all my resources yeah. in the draft to everything but quarterback. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, and here's what I'm getting to. And the reason why I bring up Brock Purdy is whether Garoppolo is back or not, they know he can play. They know. Hell, guys, he might take them to the Super Bowl. So that is the definitive thing now that the 49ers have figured out. You can tell me it's about Shanahan and Mike mentioned all the playmakers. That's all nice. You still got to throw the football and deliver it. Right. Purdy's done that. Five straight games <laughs> with multiple touchdowns. He's contributing to them winning. It's not just Bosa in the defense. 404-741-0929. It's our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. You can hit us up. We'd love to hear from you. Find Mike at Mike Bell, ATL. I'm at Put Him Up, C. Dukes. And this radio show is Dukes and Bell 929. Follow the radio station at 929 The Game. Stay up on everything that's going on. We're going to talk more about this week. I don't know what the Bucks are going to do, Mike. Who's playing for them? Yeah, again, this week, uh, Rick Stroud, Tampa Bay Times, saying that they're going to start the starters. There's no reason to start the starters. You, whether you're 500, Crazy. over 500, under. Again, guys, you're never going to be even now. It's going to be either 7 and 9, 9 and 7. doesn't matter. You've got this. You've got 8 and 9, I should say, 9 and 8. You've got the division. Why would you risk, after all the injuries you've dealt with this year, getting somebody hurt? Are you willing to say that this is a dysfunctional situation now? We're going to tell you what we're talking about when we come back on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. The strong arm story of the day is brought to you by John Foyt Associates Personal Injury Law. What's going on with the Hawks? It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Um, last night, Hawks lose to the Golden State Warriors. Now, you're going to go, Dukes is Golden State. Yeah, but they're banged up. It was a really depleted lineup if you didn't watch it. Big time. I mean, Clay Thompson goes off. He has 54 last night as the Hawks lose 143-141. Um, but overall, Mike, this dysfunction that's going on with our team continues. I don't know when it exactly started. My guess is when Trey decided to stay home and not show up for the game. You guys remember that, right? Yeah. I'm guessing that's when this dysfunction started, and then it's just kind of crept its way into pretty much everything that's going on. Now, didn't you tell me while I was out that – Something came out about Coach uh, Nate talking about retirement. Yeah, Sham Sharani had the story last week. That, and, again, it was funny because we had Kooten on that Friday, and it was like, 
Nate's uh, considered uh, resigning, and then, but he hasn't. And then and Steve's like, it's hack journalism. It's not, it's secret. that's hack journalism. It's not even a story. It's, and, it's Shams. Yeah, but Shams, but again, but a guy's saying he's considered doing something he hasn't done. I mean, so at the end of the day, Steve was like, it's a non-story. Right. But to me, it now actually kind of greases the skids to you firing him because Nate's already said he's technically already thinking about moving on. So if he's already thinking about moving on and half of the Hawks nation is already ready to move on from Nate, let's just do it. Whether it's fair or unfair, guys. Before you guys turn this into the usual soap opera, poor Nate, you're kicking him. He's getting paid millions of dollars, too. <laughs> so let's just get it over with. And I've been, while you were on vacation, I was uh, banging the drum for the guy you've mentioned, Kenny Atkinson. Yeah. Number one assistant with uh, Golden State. It, it was, you know, for a long time, uh, Coach Brown, who was with the Cavaliers, and then he took the Sacramento job. Bottom line is, I don't know what's going to work. I keep pointing the finger at these players and saying some of these guys have to play better and and be better. But I just think where we're at right now, and here we are, Mike, in a new year. Four-game losing streak, by the way, we're in. We're in a new year. And we got a nice – slow pace. (laughs) Thanks, Nate. We we got a a homestand we blew. LeBron came in and damn near beat us by himself. I mean – you know, and then uh, before that game, the Nets came in here, and DJ tried to take blame for what Coach should have called a timeout for. Yeah, because you only again for those who don't follow, it was a one point game, so a two point shot, Carl, a two point shot could have won it for you. You didn't have to take a three; you could have worked your defense in the half court and get a pass. And again, you could even have taken another timeout if you didn't like the defensive alignment. That's why you know, you, Carl, you don't roll those timeouts over. You were at the game. That's, that was my feeling. You don't keep them. You don't keep them. I mean, it's not like you get a free Chick-fil-A at the end of the game with a timeout in your pocket. I just, look, it's coaches get fired all the time in the NBA. Well, Mike, let me it's ask time. you this. And, I mean, what are we going to wait? You're going to wait and, and, uh, we're going to wait for when everyone finally gets healthy, whenever that date occurs? Mike, when did this go wrong, though? Not me personally. <laughs> when did right. this go bad? Lloyd, Lloyd Pierce is, was totally over his head. Was he? Yes. Was he? Here's what Tribble brought up. Let me bring this at you. Let me throw this at you. Tribble brought this factoid up last week, and I thought it was pretty smart. I want to get your take. Okay. So Lloyd Pierce gets fired. Who stays? His staff. Nate takes Lloyd Pierce. This has got the staff. Those guys work. Nate uses, obviously, better common sense in the half court. We go all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. Trey falls on a ref's foot, and we don't get to the finals. Following year, staff gets turned over. Nate's guys come in. Correct. And here we are. I don't think LP was over his head. You know, we had no energy, no effort. I'm going to tell you guys straight up. LP wasn't in over his head. LP was the fall guy. I didn't like him trap. He apparently crapped on Trey a lot, though. I didn't like that. He may have. But guess what? Maybe part of that was trying to get his star to grow up and accept some responsibility. Oh, you better don't go down this road. And it didn't work. So now, and the reason why I'm saying this, guys, is is it in a coinkydink that we're right back to where we were with LP? Are you, is Nate going to yep. leave and you guys are going to tell me, no? well, Nate didn't connect with him. Nate was in over his head. Nate, Nate, did, are you going to say the same things? Well, I mean, it may be true, it may not, but one thing's for certain, the Trey Youngs of the world don't get fired, the coaches get fired. The Trey Youngs stay for another coach to get fired. So who are we bringing in then, for heaven's sakes? Well, I mean, Dan Does Tony- Phil Jackson need to show up here? <laughs> Dan Tony's too old. Phil is up uh, probably hanging with an Eskimo in an ice floe in Alaska smoking peyote or whatever. <laughs> so I think we're going to go with, I like your Kenny Atkinson. I like that idea. I mean, look. You've got to get some fresh approach in here. You've got to – this thing can't – you cannot continue to win one, lose one, win two out of three, then lose four in a row. You're three games under 500. we We're going to Mickey Mouse this all the way to the, what, trade deadline? The all-star break? 
I mean, I don't get it. I mean, it's not fair to Nate, but life's not fair, and coaches get fired all the time in this league. I just don't like what's going on. Well, Trey's got to grow. I thought, you know, last night, the good news about the overtime, the two-overtime game last night, is this is the most I've seen Trey and DeJounte on the floor at the same time. Yeah. No, listen, and I, I think Steve said this on the show, right? He said, we want to give Nate a chance to get guys healthy, have a full roster mm-hmm. before you start to evaluate. It, it's true. I mean, it's, it's a little bit unfair if your top, you know, three sales guys are out mm-hmm. for eight weeks and your sales go down and then the guy comes to you and says, hey, you know what? You're not performing. Well, my top guys are out. It's like Dukes and Bell being off the air for eight weeks, okay? I'm just telling you guys. The fact of the matter is I'm with that. I want to give him the fair benefit of the doubt. But at the end of the day, you and I both know there's something going on. Yeah, I mean, this is a little soap opera. You know, look, for however you want to quantify it, he was kicked upstairs. Wrestler has moved on from Schlenk. Schlenk is out. You got a relatively And I guess he didn't know what he was doing either. You got a relatively inexperienced general manager. So when is is Landry Jones going to have the cojones to say, look, enough is enough? You're not going to trade. You can't trade Trey. While you were on vacation, we had a triple-double from Luka with 61 points. Don't remind me. Then we really lost the trade, and there's never, ever, <laughs> there can never, ever defend that. Luka's playing like an MVP right yeah. now. Donovan, Plain and simple. Donovan Mitchell went for 70 the other night. All these guys are, star, are rock stars in this league, and Trey is, he's, I mean, he, by a, any metric, he had a good night, but, you know, Clay stepped up. Their version of the Splash Brother, one Splash Brother took a game over. We got two guys that should be the Splash Brothers, and they combined for what Clay put up. Clay hit 54. LeBron had 47. We're flat. <laughs> can I throw one more beef on this? One more beef. Yes, you can. And the other thing is, can you get A.J. Griffin in the freaking game, Nate? I mean, come on. If I'm going to see another holiday brother out on that floor, I'm going to kill somebody. We just get, just get, this get Griffin. Unbelievable. 15 minutes. You had two overtimes, 15 minutes on the floor for A.J. Griffin last night. So basically you ran six guys last night. I want the Hawks to figure it out. I want guys to grow up. I want guys to play de- I want guys to play defense. Okay? Am I asking too much here? Trey, maybe Trey needs to go somewhere else and be somebody's pippin. Maybe he doesn't want to be the guy. I don't know. This is a great debate. And again, for guys that are new to the show, you know, we're <laughs> it is what it is. You Happy hope. New Year. Happy New Year. The, <laughs> the Hawks are continuing to do what they do. Yes. And I I look, I think there's enough to I'm not just blaming Nate. It's not a zero sum game as we like to say. Trey's gotta step up. You gotta have Nate stepping up. You know, these guys are going to be healthy, DeAndre Hunter. Last night, DeAndre Hunter was flat last night, to be honest. Too. Yeah. Here's my issue with Nate. And, and, guys, we'd love to hear from you at 404-741-0929. There's nothing personal with Nate. But when Nate came out and said, this is a different generation, you guys have heard the soundbite. We played it over and over and over. And he was like, yeah, it's not what I grew up playing and, and how I played in the league. And he was talking about this disconnect. And a lot of people said that was specifically about Trey. Then this comes out last week, Mike, when I'm out, about, well, I've thought about retirement, but I'm not retiring. Or I've thought about right. stepping away. My point is, guys, when all those things start playing in your head, you're out. Right. Mentally. You're, you're not giving me what I need to get. If Mike shows up and goes, eh, I'm just thinking about going to the beach, you know, I'm done. <laughs> I'm not getting his 100% every day. I'm not going to lie. It's a lot more boring than the playoffs. So when I hear that from Nate and I'm going, wait a minute, Nate, why are you, what, what, are you talking about maybe stepping away? Are you all in or not? You're telling us it's a different generation, and now maybe they, don't, they look at the game differently, and now maybe I've thought about stepping away. Where are we at? That's right. my biggest issue. I need you to be all right. in. As we said, Trey, Trey, the three-point shooting is incrementally getting better, although he's not taking as many threes. So by virtue of taking 10, he made three last night, so 30%. I need Trey to be the Trey that was kicking ass against the Knicks. I need Trey, the guy that was taking over the game against the Sixers, and Joel Embiid didn't mean nothing. We were going toe-to-toe with these guys. Didn't matter. We're so sheepish on the half court. 
And him and DeJounte, that thing is still meshing. I, I mean, this is where you've got to look at this and say, do we actually have the players or do we not? See, that's a question. And by the way, if you just tune in, guys, we'll break down Georgia. Some injury news about the big matchup with TCU that's coming up. Carl did not like one of the things Kirby had to say post game, But right now, Carl, I mean, DeJounte, Trey, DeAndre Hunter, John Collins, when he's healthy, yeah. Capella, do we not have enough bogey off the bench? Is this, not, is this not good enough to be a two or three seed in the East? Where'd this go wrong? Like, didn't this look good just like, you know, I feel like Ice Cube just a day ago. I mean, didn't, me personally. didn't this feel good like six months ago? Yeah. Well, you know what the best part was? The first two games of the season. <laughs> And all of a sudden now, it seems like we're just, ah, about the Hawks. And when we lose, we give up, like, ABA-type offense. We give up a lot of points. Who's next? Who's up next? Well, we got a four-game losing streak. It's Red Velvet and Sacramento Hump Day. Sacktown. The Bay Area in Backtown. And they're they're playing well. Bad news is you got to go play LeBron again, who had a career night. Not a career night. That's LeBron. But he had a monster night. And then you got the Claw and the uh, Clippers. You're telling me we could lose three more in a row? Yeah, you lose seven in a row. Come on. That can't Plan happen. Slow pace. <laughs> you blew. No, you, you came back. You were down. Here's the good news. You're down 21 last night. You forced double overtime, and you blew it. You also blew a huge lead. You had the Lakers on the ropes. You let them come right back in that game. Because we weren't ready. Right. All right. This team is like, you want to talk about spinning your wheels, man. We are in neutral. I want to be all. I, I want to be all in on this team so bad. I, I'm telling you, I'm sitting next to those kids at the Nets game, and they were like, "Trey," and I was like, "Trey's not playing." They were like, "What?" And then they were like, "All right, let's go. We don't need Trey." And then they played well, and then we blew the damn game. I mean, I gotta say, a, a calf contusion is right up there with falling on your keys. Okay, as far as the softest sounding injury in the NBA. Coming up, road to the college football playoff. We're here. Frogs and dogs. We'll tell you about it coming up on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Not ready to go. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. There were two plays in my mind that changed the dog's trajectory. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Mike, one was Javon Bullard's Hmm. targeting call. If that happens, remember Ohio State retains possession. They probably score. He's kicked out of the game. I thought the reversal of that, and by the way, it was a huge call, I thought was the right call. The other play was Brock Bowers 
And the first down, Mike. How did he get the first down? I mean, that was like the Matrix. That's a combination of like uh, I don't know, yoga and uh, and like limbo, extending the body, the the knees out of bounds or in the air. You know that line extends forever, and he's able to get the ball over the marker. Two. I mean, that's the two that you thought of. I thought of the Kirby Smart timeout, knowing there was something funky with that punt formation. They were going to run a fake punt. Think about this: Kirby's a tale of two punts. The fake putt they run out there with Justin Fields. It was one of the greatest disasters You're in Georgia right. sports. And then this one where they sniff it out, and he gets the word to the sideline official, and they call the timeout. That was unbelievable. I, I mentioned to you earlier, I was staying in Midtown for New Year's Eve. My wife was nice to get us a room. Yeah. So we were walking back from the game because you couldn't get Uber, and the traffic was insane. So it was a bunch of Ohio State fans and us making our way back to the Renaissance. And they, were, they kept saying, and I brought this up to you earlier, after you get the scramble from C.J. Stroud, that unbelievable scramble, now you see that line, the make-believe line, which field goal range, and you're thinking, holy cow. But they never moved another inch after that. He got he lost a yard on a play. They tried to run it, couldn't do it. Batting completion, nearly picked off. So, I don't know, is that on Ryan Day? But they never advanced the ball after what should have been the, the play that won you the football game for Ohio State. It's a great point. It is. And, and you left your kicker with a 50-yard right. attempt, which, you know, I don't care if you're pro or, or college. That's a long field goal. He made a 48-yard, but, of course, you'd put an extra oomph in this one. And you, the call, the, and you call the timeout to right. get in his head. Um, let's hear Kirby talking about that timeout before the fake punt, Chris, um, because Mike's right. This is why you watch film. And when you say, that doesn't look right, follow your instincts. Yeah, they just were not in their traditional formation. So um, a lot of teams carry that, speed break. They come up the line quick. Everybody's lined up tight. And um, we, we, we've seen it, you know, in the SEC. A lot of teams carry it, and you try to practice it. But it's another thing when they actually do it and execute it, you know. So uh, it was one of those gut reactions that I didn't think that uh, we had it lined up properly to stop it. And so uh, <laughs> called timeout. And it was, great. It, was a, it was a good one. Let's hear Kirby talk about what he thought pushed George over the top in the fourth quarter. Of course, we're talking about – the national semifinal against Ohio State, TCU, will be for all the marbles on Monday night. Here's Kirby Smart. Those men right there, every one of those guys right there believed. They said it in the locker room before we came out in the second half. And all those fans up there, they believe too. And they better be in Cali in about 10 days. You paying? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of dough, Kirby. I mean, seriously, like, yeah. you just want us to fly out there and get the tickets and get the rooms. and yeah. oh. We were online to get into the suite level because, again, not my sweet sports fans. I want to put that on record. My boy Hoff got the suites. And you want, Carl, when we do those bits like, you know, Obstead, make love to me, this was literally those people I'm talking about, those ones in the suites in Sanford Stadium. This was the big money folks, and everyone was talking about, well, we've already got the, the hotel in Santa Monica. Oh, on yeah. the they've already oh, bet, yeah. They're betting on the come. We're staying at Nobu. <laughs> Yes, so it's just it's, it is a bit cost prohibitive for the dude who paints the Georgia Bulldog on his bald head to get out there. But those folks are making it. Two things: C.J. Stroud and Ohio State definitely, obviously. I mean, gave us more of a game. I mean, we knew they were going to score some points, Carl. Ryan Day and company, they had a plan. They knew they could obviously throw – I mean, I say obviously five times this, but you knew they could throw the football because Marvin Harrison was the man. But, again, just like Alabama fans want to get into the wide receivers got injured in the national championship game, if you're dependent on one player, there's a flawed game plan. Georgia lost Darnell Washington, which takes you completely out of your base offense mm. that you're going to run 75% of the time. You lost Chambliss. You lost an offensive lineman. Georgia had as many impact injuries as – no, Ohio State did but Marvin Harrison was on a heater. He was looking to go for 200 yards in this game. And he would have. Uh, they had no answers. 
Um, I'm concerned. I'll be concerned all week about what TCU is planning and how they're going to attack these DBs. Um, you guys can tell me things will change. I now have a two-game sample space, two big games in the SEC championship game in the national semifinal where our secondary has struggled, plain and simple. And I, I can't go into this game and think if we don't score 35 or 40 points, which obviously I think the dogs will do, that you're not going to have a chance to win this game. Kirby was saying, listen, Mike, we got a lot to clean up. You can't look at this game and think that we can't clean some things up. Well, after watching that performance, we just have we got a lot to clean up. We'll move on to TCU tomorrow. I'm so proud of these guys. They never quit. They never say die. They were like a sniper tonight. They came out shooting, and they never quit shooting. You and I uh, talked a lot about uh, you know what Jalen Carter was going to do and, and uh, all last week leading up to the game. They, yeah, there was some holding. There was a lot of holding going on in the trench. I get it. It was a Pac-12 officiating team. They did allow a lot of hands and grabbing. But there were some double teams there. Then he also looked gassed at times, at least when yep. I went back and I watched. Because, again, I'm in the, at the game, you don't really see it. So I'm not saying he hurt his draft stock. He's still going to be a top-five pick. But w- were you a little surprised he wasn't as impactful? Um, so four for 64, I think, were the numbers. Yeah, I'm sorry, Darn- Darnell Washington. I mean, Bowers, we'll get to Bowers in a sec. But, but I just thought Washington, I, I, just, I just thought – the, I, the tight ends, I knew were gonna. I knew they were gonna pop at some point. You knew that Brock Bauer was gonna pop, but I thought Jalen Carter was gonna be throwing bodies around like he was in the LSU game, and that never happened. Well, the, the reason why I bring up Bowers is because in the first half, I didn't think either tight end got involved. It took later in the game for Bowers to get his four for sixty-four in the big first down we talked about, and then you talk about the other star on the defensive side. Did he have the kind of impact that we thought he would in this kind of game? Did he dominate like? I don't know, in years past with N'Kobe Dean and some of these other guys we've talked about, Mike, where you went, he's just going to take the game over. They, they can't block him. I didn't feel like he had that kind of game. Now, he's got a chance to redeem himself here against TCU. You can tell me that something was wrong or maybe we're not giving credit to Ohio State's offense. Ohio State has a six foot eight, 360-pound lineman. <laughs> I mean, they got some dudes. That was I told you earlier, Carl. One of the things that really showed to me is how big Ohio State's line in the trenches were. I remember, they got it for three and a half weeks. How they were terrible. They don't deserve to be here. I know you were on vacay last week. All the questions in the media yeah. all this week. You guys, the Mich- Michigan, Michigan. How they how that team lost to Michigan in their building. I will never understand. Unless the coaches just didn't have them prepared and didn't pivot right in the in the halftime. Guys, these programs. I mean, again, if you're just going to disrespect TCU, then it's going, you might be in for a long day. If you're just going to dismiss their season, their ability to overcome adversity, Georgia overcame it. Guys, Georgia was down 20, 21-7. They overcame some big adversity. They hadn't done that since, oh, I don't know, Missouri this season. I can't go back and compare three, four years ago. I'm talking about this season. TCU has done that like five games where they've been down and just gotten back into a game and won it. This particular game, they won from start to finish and were up as many by 18 points. Michigan's defense was not as good as Georgia's, but it was close. Giving up about 13 points a game, Mike, and then you get blown out and they put a 50-burger on you? Right. And Javon Bullard already said today, talking to the media, said the first thing that pops for him is looking at the size you just brought up, the size of the wide receivers for TCU. These are NFL size, physicality, big targets uh, for uh, Dugan to throw to. By the way, speaking of wide receivers, one thing we didn't touch on is because of Bowers and, and the way things developed in the game plan, we did see Arian Smith have a monster night, 129 yards, a 76-yard catch. We talked about Adonai Mitchell, Kyrus Jackson. I mean, it was 10 guys got the ball. That's why I thought early on I was like, I need to get, get, it, to, get it to Brock Bowers. Yep. But the wide receivers, and this is something Kirby's been banging on the entire season, those guys really showed out. Here's Stetson. He said he had about a 30-minute stretch. I didn't think it was just him. 
I thought there was a stretch in this game where they kind of let it get away from them, and then they were able, because they're so talented, to get back into the game. Here's Stetson Bennett. Got to go back and look at the tape, see what we could clean up, because it felt like there was a 30-minute period there where I just played bad football. And so we got to fix that. Got to fix you, it. And you and I, we played the Kirby soundbite, but you still did, I still thought it was curious. I find it interesting that Kirby would go that far into like kind of dogging his quarterback and the first time he got a microphone in his face after winning that game. Yeah, it was funny because it didn't dawn on me. I guess I had a lot just in front of me, and Michelle says to me, did he just dog him out like that? And I said, what? So I went, and I rewind. And, and yes, Kirby, in my opinion, just he just stepped over what Kirby no, never really does. And, and the reason is, guys, because he does a great job of protecting his guys. He knows the adversity that Stetson Bennett has had to overcome to become this guy. You know guy. what, Amy? You know what I find interesting <laughs> And is... I did. And I did. And I'm like, Kirby, why did you say that versus we need to play better? Our DBs were getting mm. toasted. Marvin Harrison Jr. was he was killing us. He didn't say that. Instead, he said this about Stetson needing to play better right after the game to ESPN's Holly Rowe. Well, he showed a great competitive character, but he's got to play within our system. And he's got to do what he's coached to do, or you can't win games. You know, he didn't get those opportunities until the defense stopped him. And we got fortunate to stop him a couple times. He must play better if we expect to win the next one. Do what he has to do in our system. You, What was he doing? Was he drawing up plays on his on his, on his, his wrist? Listen, okay, you go down to the corner, make a right at the Buick. No, it made it almost sound like he was freelancing. Should he have just picked it up and just ran for some more positive yardage? Did he stay in the pocket too long? I mean, he was forcing the ball. Yeah, he forced a couple of really bad throws. I think Kirby sensed it, didn't even try to. Normally, Kirby would like to push things before halftime. They shut him down yeah, they did. because they were worried about him doing something stupid. It was the right decision, by the way. You're, you're leading, right? At but then, point, a three, then a three and out to start the second half. Yeah. So, guys, they need to get right before the national oh. championship game. Hey, man, Darnell Washington, they're optimistic they'll get him back. Uh, the ankle injury, the x-rays came back negative. McClendon day-to-day. Uh, as far as the line, Nolan Smith out. Members still worried about him. And then, of course, uh, Shambliss also left that game, part of the defense, which got banged up. So Kirby, at least today, saying he thinks all the guys will be back in time for the Monday night game. Last night may have been the first time you ever experienced something like that, but it wasn't my first time. The NFL has experienced it as well, but did they handle it the right way? We'll talk about it coming up in the 6 o'clock hour. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. 
And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.